0: This week on the nonprofit news feed, Nick has abandoned me. My name is George Weiner, I'm the chief whaler of Whole Whale, a digital agency, and I am I'm excited this week. I'm actually going to a Microsoft AI conference up in Seattle, so I'm going to make this brief and get right to some nonprofit news for you and some hot takes. I'm showing you our main story, which was GoFundMe's charitable chasm. And basically, in a nutshell, they found that essentially in this New York Times article analyzing the uh, 1,000-plus dwellings near Boulder in the 2021 Marshall Fire that got destroyed. Essentially, on GoFundMe, they analyzed it, and they realized that basically— those with household incomes over $150,000 receive 28% more, 28% more money on average than those with incomes below $75,000. And the reason for that shouldn't maybe come as a surprise. Logically, if you are wealthy, you have more wealthy friends. And so if you are relying on the network effect for the distribution of disaster funds, you end up with inherent inequity. And you know, here it is, as if you need that explained in a... In a a figure here, but this is the analysis done in that uh, study. You see this amount raised distribution, uh, long tail here. The average, where they're saying around twenty three thousand dollars raised, and then you get the the distribution of of income against that. And clearly, you see that the the distribution is not where maybe you would have it if, let's say, a nonprofit disaster relief organization was out there trying to fairly merit this money out. And and ultimately, like I I don't. I guess i don't fault gofundme they're a company however the thing is that now hundreds of millions of dollars are now going through gofundme in these disaster situations for for more and more and it is it is a problem and they're going to continue to do this right Uh, because they make money on a transaction and on a per interaction because they're they're running away for people to raise money. I don't have an easy answer here, other than it is a trend that we have talked about in the past that crowd crowdsourcing and crowd activity is good for certain things, but in terms of the distribution of certainly disaster and nonprofit aid, I don't think it is the most equitable. And the data data show us that. All right. Moving on, we've got the dark side of Ocean Cleanup. And I actually love the Ocean Cleanup. They are an amazing nonprofit. They have a incredible Instagram game and videos going on. However, you know, in this Slate Magazine article, they, they do talk about the dark side and how some of these issues harm marine life, potentially destroying marine habitats that have basically micro communities of organisms that live in the plastic. At a high level, I appreciate sort of that attention to like, you know, be careful of how we're cleaning things up. But ultimately, like that still is removing plastic from an ecosystem. And I understand that there may be like micro marine life living in that plastic, but they're eating that plastic and ending up in the food chain. And, you know, at present an american eats around a credit card ish per week in these microplastics so i appreciate that kind of you know analysis being done and investigated by slate but i i still am pro removing plastic from the ocean and not letting microorganisms have at it this is a funny one why is the radio so full of christian rock thank this nonprofit, the educational media foundation emf the they frankly have made it uh, their mission to draw people closer to Christ and operate with over 500 members, team members, and, and they have a nationwide network of radio station, and they know, play mostly white male artists focused on optimism, uplifting music. I, I think there's a lot of upside in looking at how networks of radio stations for your nonprofit can actually uplift certain messages, and I think there is uh, a lot of space to, to learn from how the EMF has- has done this effectively for the Christian media ministry. All right. Borrowers. I, hey, over 793,000 borrowers are getting student loan forgiveness. Thanks, thanks, Biden. Benefiting, though, what I like is nonprofit and government jobs and bringing student loan forgiveness for this and the public sector jobs over to 56, over 56 billion. I think this is a really great application to the public Service loan forgiveness program really rolls off the tongue for debt forgiveness. So reminding nonprofit employees that, you know, this is this is an avenue and checking that out. Of course, this is nonprofit newsfeed. We're sending this every week. Alrighty. I'm literally just talking down this. All right, Nick really wanted me to have this. I think this is really Incredible news about using AI to save native languages the Lakota AI Lakota AI code camp a 3 week program held at Black Hills State University designed to teach indigenous youth little coding experience about Python data science and the camp aims to create indigenous talent pool to train future experts who can digitally protect and steward indigenous culture including endangered languages and this is an interesting application of uh, AI yes continue in and here's a story in in teen vogue that that explains and shows how indigenous languages are at risk and how ai may actually help in the preservation of that and finally i do have a question for you why did the captain of the ocean cleanup ship blush nick would make some sort of guess here and it is because he saw the ocean's bottom (laughs) Can't stop myself. That's your dad joke. All right, that was short and sweet nonprofit news for you. Again, you can get that free weekly email at nonprofitnewsfeed.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, like and subscribe, because that's what people say. We're super close to ten thousand though, so you know, a little extra like will will would make my day. Appreciate that.